Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? This your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go.
for, for people there in Texas right now. I might have been laughing because y'all getting snow, but I'm serious when I say I'm praying for people's safety because uh, it's real. I was just watching. There was like a, uh, I don't know, 20-car pileup, North Texas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all stay safe out there. Oh, yeah. It's it's nothing to play with, especially when you live in a state that's not equipped for this type of snow. It's very dangerous. So I just thank God that, you know, we have everything we have need of here at home, and we don't have to go out too much unless there's an emergency. But it's kind of hard to keep a 4-year-old and a 10-year-old in the house, especially when they've really never seen snow. So, yes. you know, my, Y'all got you know, my daughter don't quite understand she's like i just want to be outside and play but it's 25 degrees so you're four we can't keep you out there because we don't have the winter uh stuff that with layers and and things like that that's going to keep you warm in this way because winter out here there's no lining no goose down no nothing it's just you pay it's a weather it's a winter coat a little thicker but it's not going to keep you warm so, anyway, wow. that's my little uh, feel for the CTX weather forecast. So, of course, like I said, maybe we'll get some of the other brothers coming in in just a few minutes. But it's just going to be me and Minister Siron today for right now. So, of course, family, y'all know that we don't do, you know, politics and all that stuff. And I, I just wanted to clear the air a little bit because uh, – you know, earlier this week, you know, as most of you know, the Samos voice is really into the comics, right? You know, I like the Marvels and, and, you know, DC, stuff like that, right? So I found a post that had the heads of the different candidates that, you know, ran for this year's presidency, right? So I found it kind of nice just to post it because I normally don't go into the politics stuff. Because I didn't, I didn't even vote for any of them, just, just to prove my point. But anyway, I like the way these people put it together. So I was given a message on Facebook, and, it, you know, it, it was disturbing. So if y'all see it, I didn't take it down because I ain't scared. But I just like the way they did it. I don't care who's the president. The fact of the matter is we are going into Revelation. Period. So whether it was Trump, Biden, Poopy, uh, JJ, Johnson, whoever it was, it doesn't make a difference. It's not going to stop our Lord from coming back. It's not going to stop revelations from taking place. So we still arguing over parties. Really, it's politics. It's compromise. Yeah. So whoever you vote for, they still have to compromise. But anyway, that's a whole nother show, whole nother time. But our mandate is to pray for our nation and its leaders. That is our mandate as believers. So whether you like them, you love them, you don't, you do, we still have to pray for our nation and its leaders. Just saying. So, anywho, shout out, go out to my first lady. To me, students, God bless you. To my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And, of course, I got to give a big up and shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because without him, I would not be here. 
I would not be able to give him the praise, the glory, and the honor. And I thank him for what he's done in my life thus far. So got to give a big up to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. So I'm excited. So, Mr. Siron, you have the floor. I'd like to give uh, thanks to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through whom our ministry is possible to glorify our Heavenly Father. I'd like to give a shout-out to you, TPV Radio, Pastor Christopher Newton, and your lovely wife, my beautiful sister, Shawnee Newton, for y'all dedication to bringing God's Word to his people. Shout-out to my brothers and sisters in Christ and, you know, those who come on the radio station to provide a service for those who really need to hear God's Word as it should be spoken. And, of course, to my beautiful wife and best friend, Hazel, my kids and my family, and to All Sports Athletic Apparel for giving me and my wife some business to do so that we can support ourselves. And, hey, I'm just looking forward to today's show to glorify God in the fellowship with you and the listening family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yes, we are excited, y'all. There's a lot that's going to happen in this season. And, of course, uh, the vision has been put in place as far as the ministry goes. Because, you know, if you don't write the vision, it's not going to be done. And, you know, we can have a lot of ideas. But if you don't write them down, you know, you're pretty much going to slip up and forget about it and then get back into the same funk. So this is what we're talking about today. In regards to our relationship, it's in our relationship series uh, with our vision, relationship, purpose, and process. So we have to understand that it takes all three to become the warrior that God designed us to be. And we're going to get into the all detailed elements of each three. We're going to get into the relationship phase which we're talking about today. We're going to get into the process, which we're going to talk about later on, and we're going to get into the purpose. We've touched on some of these last year, but we're going to really get in depth to understand what it is to be a believer, because a lot of us don't know what that is. Uh Uh-oh. A lot of us only know of or we copy off of what we've seen. But we don't know what it actually is to have a relationship. We don't even know how to go about dealing with the funk funk part of the relationship. We don't even know how to truly be the funk of the relationship. Sometimes we just get stuck. So we're going to be here to help you out with that. And I'm excited about it. And I thank God for what he's about to do. So family, of course, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got the virtual round table coming up in March. It's called War Games. Yeah. We're going to have a lot of powerful pastors, bishops, ministers, apostles. They're going to come together. We're going to come to the table and talk about these issues because, again, it doesn't be, it doesn't be talked about because all of us is in our own little stuff. But it's time to unite, bring everybody together in one forum and find the issues and get the answers so we can get more people involved, get more people walking into their purpose, 
and their plan and what God has for them in this season. Just saying. So anyway, we are live, blogtalkradio.com forward slash tpvradio.com. We are live on the website, www.tpvradionetwork.com, or you can call in 515-605-9873. We are live. So we're trying to do TPV virtual. Now, the devil's been busy because I've been trying to get this thing working for a while. This morning I had it working. And guess what, Minister Sauron? As soon as I hit the, the, the button for us to go virtual, guess what? The audio don't want to work. So, you know what? It's all good. So, I'm going to continue to do radio, and we'll get to the virtual, and we'll get those tweaks done, but maybe it's not our time yet, and I'm not going to trip out and bug out about it. I'm going to keep walking to where God has me. We have a platform to use, and we're going to use it. Just saying. So anyway, family, we're ready to get this party started. And I guess the other fellas are going to come in shortly, and that's fine. So family, yeah, faking the funk and being the funk, that, the, question, are you going to get out of it? Are you going to be it? This show is going to help you get through it. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. So, family, y'all know what time it is. Right? But I just got to know one thing. Are you ready? No! I said, are you ready? Time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, are you ready, ready to walk? Let's go. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center, Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. S-R-M, 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 
You wanna write a song Get a notepad and a pen If you are not the same Why can't I see the change You know the words I say To love me is to obey Jesus tell me write this down me Worship that you won't come from me life It's my submission to him is all I know. So this is my response Lord anything they are Anything I am Sin, and I came far Your whole life As a sacrifice I gave up mine To pay the fine For your whole life I paid in full As an example Of how you should have performed But you're holding back You keep giving part But not your whole heart Look at me promise But I have a standard Don't you know that I am that You want all of me But everything you're giving me back Is partial Son, I have a standard I am God You want all of me But everything you've given me back is passion Jesus, tell me right this down This worship that he won't come from the light Is my submission to him is all undone This is my response Lord, anything they are Anything else This is my total worship It's my lifestyle 
So when you ask for to worship prayers, I just lift my hands. And when I'm searching for you and I can't seem to find you, I just close my eyes, look to the sky, look to the hills, where my help comes from, to live a lifestyle to please you, all I want to do is reach you and I
let go, but it hurts more to stay up.
don't want to talk or admit to the fact that they are stuck. A lot of us get into this thing called repetition. And even when we had church as usual, a lot of us served out of what? Obligation, duty, or we felt a burden that if we didn't show up, that there'll be no church. A lot of us been there. So even in this new season of change, Even in this new season of God trying to call his people to relationship instead of business as usual, I'm sorry, oops, sorry, church as usual, understanding that he wants more than just your building. Uh Uh-oh, get in trouble with that one. Uh, He wants more than just your biblical expertise or what you know. He wants an intimacy with you. Now, we get stuck. I've been there. Got the T-shirt, got the hat. Even sometimes when you feel like you're doing the right thing, you still feel this thing like you're not going anywhere. So how do we get out of this? We have to understand that human, our, human be, our human body is ran by emotions and affections. It's not ran on just, this is what I got to do. It's ran on affection. So we have to understand what stirs our affections for God. Whatever that is, do that every day. Now, for me, 
Music is my connection to the Father. I listen to a lot of praise and worship. Of course, you're the psalmist. Oh, that's duh. No, not really, because I wasn't always there. I didn't turn on the music to allow the connection to take place. Now, see, that's just me. Some people can, can just open up the Word, read some verses and chapters, and they're connected. Some people just need to take a run with their uh, AirPods and all that stuff, take the run, and God can be affectionate towards them in their run. There's a lot of different things, but we have to understand what works for us. See, we get so caught up on being repetitious or, or being a carbon copy of our man or woman of God. Now, before y'all jump down my case, I'm saying that we have to understand that we have our own connection to God. Now, men and women of God, your pastors, bishops, apostles, they are there to lead you to your own relationship. Some of them, not all, will do that. So as a believer, you have to understand when you start getting in that place, that means that God is trying to get your attention, just like with what's going on in our nation with the chaos in the government, with the COVID-19, first strain, now second strain. Now we got all this stuff going on, but yet we're still doing the same thing. And for many Minister Siron, I don't get it because God has given us so many different signs, just like he gave the children of Israel, so many signs of who he was, all the great things that he did, and they still turned to the golden calf. Wow. Now, one thing that I'm understanding, just me, I'm, I'm just talking about me. One thing I'm understanding is that if, if, you wo- if you love me, you will keep my commandments, right? That was one of the key scriptures in John chapter 14, verse 15, that he emphasized, right? Now, now, not all of us keep the commandments. Well, the greatest commandment that we should all strive for is not trying to be like Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. What does he mean by that? Well, the greatest commandment is love. This is the key component that's going to get you out of your funk. Because we love our wives. We love our kiddos. We love our jobs. We love everything. We put all of our heart and soul into that. But we forget about Jesus Christ. We forget that he is a part of us now. The Holy Spirit wasn't just given to us for, for giggles. It was given to us to create that intimacy with Jesus Christ. So, we have to understand that if you believe God was absolutely purposeful in making the first and greatest commandment to love the Lord with all your what? Heart and with all your soul and with all your what? Mind. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Now, love comes what? First, love is the what? Fuel of our ingredients. Of our ingredients, obedience, yes, there you go. So, love is the key. Love is the key. Now, Jesus doesn't want our half-baked, 
two-minute microwavable meals. He wants our full obedience and service. He wants our hearts, and he wants us to be fully satisfied with him. Now, how do we get there? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, first things first. Like we said last week, we got trust issues. Yeah, we do. And we, a lot of us, don't even know how to have a relationship, let alone with Jesus Christ. We don't know how to have one. So how do we start something? And I think Pastor, I think Pastor Gene gave, gave us this uh, two weeks ago in regards to a lot of us don't know how to have one. We go through life thinking we know what love is, and in all actuality, we truly don't, because love is selfless. Whether the person loves you back or not, just like Jesus Christ, a lot of us say we love him, but he still loves us unconditionally, even when we're walking in our own stuff, even when we're walking in our own destiny. Even though we are walking in our own philosophy, in our own theology, in our own vision, he's still right there with his arms outstretched, loving us through our knuckleheadedness. Got the t-shirt, got the hat, got the MP3, got the download. I've been there. And the one thing that I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt just because you can't see him, you know he's there. Because even in the midst of the of your worst, there's this thing that activates in your spirit. The thing is the Holy Spirit. It activates in the time of grief, in the time of trouble, in the time of when you're about to give it up. He activates this thing called the Holy Ghost. Which in turn, the, the Holy Ghost activates this thing called the fight. And in turn, the fight turns into joy, into abundance, into passionate relation with Christ. Because this relationship with Christ, it's not fickle like we are. It doesn't turn off and on like we do. This love stays on regardless of how you feel. It's selfless. This is where the power lies. We forgot to love Minister Siron, and that's why we got all this nonsense going on. That's why we have no joy amongst each other. That's why we don't have no joy amongst our family. That's why we can't get along in the church, because we lost love. We got so caught up on building buildings, sowing the biggest seeds, getting VIP seats in church, instead of loving God first, then loving your husband, your wife, your family, then the church. It doesn't say love the church, then your family. Your family's the first ministry. So we're all mixed up in teaching, Minister Siron. We're all mixed up in so much stuff that we get into this funk. We get stuck. We think everybody's turning their back on us. 
we think nobody cares for us because we are in this funk. Now, to get out of the funk, we have to understand that Jesus is the antidote for it. Once we tap in to his selfless love, we begin to get out of the quicksand of our nonsense. A lot of it is based off our baggage that we brought in our relationship. We, weren't, we didn't deal with it. We didn't let our baggage go. So how can we get out of our funk when we're still carrying old news? Uh-oh. So, Mr. Siron, I got a question. Because it seems like nobody seems to get it. Why are we choosing our own affections to get out of our funk instead of God? What's the deal, Minister Siron? You have the floor. Brother, brother, brother. You said a mouthful and all that, right? And as you were talking, and as I was listening, jumped in my spirit. We exist in a capacity that we were never designed to be in. If we go back to Genesis, we'll remember there was a tree we were never supposed to eat from. But we did. Well, we didn't. Adam and Eve did. And we've been eating that fruit spiritually ever since. Good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. And we're finding that what man finds is good, God calls evil. A lot of the desires that people have do not line up with what God intended for us and intends for us. People have built their lives around other people's thoughts and opinions and not God's word. And as you read earlier, love with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Well, most people only know how to love with their bodies. They don't have to move past the physical aspects of what love should be. Nor can people move past situational love. People love you when the situation's great. You'd better believe it. If things are going great and nothing is being challenged, the love is pure. But the moment there's adversity, disagreement, love falls by the wayside. Divorce don't happen because people agree. Because they disagree. And divorce happens, as God says, because man's heart is hard. And the fault that people are in, yeah, they go to church. They sit in the church, but they're not taught by those who are considered their leaders how to depend on God's word, but to depend on their word. Not to believe and lean on the way God delivered his word but how man is delivering their word. And so it leaves people at a disadvantage. Testimonies are few and far between. Witnessing is few and far between. The funk, is, it's, 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 it's strong, it's heavy. You and I as men who have had their bodies broken know what it takes to get over that. 
You know, I have migraines. And I found when I am out and about, because migraines put me in a funk, obviously. You wake up, your head hurt. It feel like you got every child on the block playing soccer with your brain. It puts you in a funk. But the moment I leave home and I'm intentional and in seeking out people who need prayer, who need encouragement, who need love. And once I start praying with people instead of just for them, when I start showing gratitude and thanks for the sacrifices that people give in the service industry, the medical industry, the industrial industry, my head don't stop hurting, but I no longer notice it. Why? Because I've moved into what God has called us to do. A lot of people, if you, as you said earlier in Scripture, if you love me, you will keep my commands. People aren't taught what his commandments are. Just a couple few so that, you know, they can stay kind of on track. Get just enough for substance, but not enough for sustenance. And so people struggle. As we were talking on Thursday during the radio broadcast, there's there's a, a sister that comes on there. We very seldom see eye to eye. However, the moment prayer was needed, prayer was given. She has to be prayed for. God in my spirit said, pray with. So whatever you're going through, the moment you set aside what you're going through to help someone with what they're going through, through scripture, through love, through prayer, through togetherness, your struggles become that much less. Your worries and your funk goes away. But as long as you carry in your own trials and tribulations, you will remain in a funk, and it is funky indeed. That's where it's at, brother. Yeah. Yeah, and you're absolutely right when it comes to... And see, this is why we have to stay teachable. See, this is where we can get even... We can get into a like an ego trip funk where we don't feel that we need to listen or we feel that we've arrived so much that we don't feel that we need to be taught anymore. See, we've all been there. And what I'm learning, especially in what God is trying to do in this season, he's trying to get our attention. Now, you brought up a good point about Adam and Eve. You brought up the beginning. And if you think about it, God and man were intimate in the spirit. There was a constant connection. And as soon as they ate of the tree, I'm not blaming Eve or what have you, because Adam had dominion. He knew better, but yet he blamed the woman. But he had intimacy with God. So instead of him listening to what God says, he listened to what his wife said. So then in turn, now we have this thing called free will. And the thing about the dynamic of the very beginning to now is that we don't even think about that, Minister Sauron. We don't think about how we think, how we feel, how we love was based on the very beginning. See, this is why God 
has been fighting for so long to get his creation back connected to him. He loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down here so he can understand the creation he created. Jesus had to go through the funks, the emotional changes, the things that a human being goes through down here and still be divine. Now, one thing that I always say, Jesus was was half human. And the thing about it is, he, his love for the people, regardless of where you come from, how you speak, how you dress, all this stuff that we make so important now, he didn't care. All he saw was you wanted to have some type of relationship with his father. And Jesus came out of his way to make sure he guided you to the truth. Now, being selfless is hard for us, especially in the 21st century. We, we so caught up on our own stuff that we don't feel flexible enough. We can't do this. We can't do that because you're not down with certain pastors or you're not down with a certain doctrine or denomination or because you don't give to my ministry, I can't help you. See, this is the problem. We've lost our affection. We don't know what really stirs our affection to God anymore, Minister Siron, because we're so busy trying to be the next big thing. We're so busy trying to be like Bishop so-and-so that we forgot our connection with God. Again, we're putting man before God. We're putting idols before God. And you wonder why you're stuck in your funk. Just because your ministry isn't being watched by millions does not mean you're not making an impact. This is the problem again, Minister Siron, whether you're in radio whether you're a pastor online, whether you have a church or not, it's not about the numbers. It's about the results and the quality of believers that you are bringing up from your ministry for them to walk in their relationship, their process, and their purpose with God. We're so busy trying to hold people back, Minister Siron, because we don't want to lose our time. We're so busy holding people back, Minister Siron, because they because they give to our radio ministry or our Facebook ministry, and we can't let them go, even though they're stuck. I'm not saying people can't follow you. I'm not saying people can't sow into your ministry, but as a leader, as a man or woman of God that's in charge of souls, your job is to... Make them nurture their own relationship with Jesus Christ, not you. Uh oh. We done lost ten people just with that one, Minister Siron. They we we get so caught up on numbers. We get so caught up on stuff that has nothing to do with ministry. We don't even know what stirs our our, our affection. 
for ministry anywhere. It's just going to church as usual. Okay, we got to go to the office. I get my cup of coffee. I go into the office, read the emails for the day, get up, get my appointments in. At 3 o'clock, I stop at my last appointment, have two more hours to study, then I'm gone. It becomes a job. Uh-oh. Now, here goes Thomas again, knocking the church. No, I'm not. We're stuck in these funks because we put ourselves there. I got the t-shirt and the hat. We're so driven on trying to prove people wrong that we're messing up our own relationship with Jesus Christ. We're so busy trying to be Superman in our families that we're missing our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're so busy trying to prove the elders wrong and try to prove the pastors wrong that we're missing our relationship with Jesus Christ. So you're saying all this, Thomas, but I still don't get it. Okay, great. Let's break it down even further. So this means as you build your relationship with Christ, this is what happens. This is the result. You start living intentionally. You start swimming against the tide. Uh-oh. We're going to get in trouble with that one, Mrs. Iron. We're supposed to go with the tide, not against it. And resisting the tendency to drift aimlessly into lukewarm waters of complacency, duty, and obligation. So this is what happens. We start getting into the funk. This is how we get there. We start living intentionally. We start doing the things, and, and I misquoted what I said in the beginning, but let me clarify it. This means living intentionally, swimming against the tide and resisting the tendencies to drift aimlessly into lukewarm waters of complacency, duty, and obligation. So, we get caught up in our regimen, which in turn, we start going into our own theology, our own vision, and we start missing the main reason why we're, we are pastors or leaders. We miss it. And we start getting caught up on the economics instead of making sure people's souls are set free. Now listen, this is a big argument in the church. We're only 10 days in, Minister Siron. We're still arguing about tithes and offerings. We're still arguing about becoming one in the body. We still arguing because you don't give monetarily. You're, that means you're not blessed. That's not biblical. You give according to what God tells you to give monetarily. But giving comes in all forms. But we don't teach that. So people, again, get in the funk because they're looking at everybody else. They're giving and they can't. So they're feeling as if God doesn't love them because they can't give like the next person, which is not biblical. Because Jesus loved the woman with the two mites, and she didn't have it. She gave her last, and Jesus blessed her. It's not about the amount of your giving. 
It's about your heart. Again, it is a heart matter. It's a love thing between you and God. Will God increase you? Absolutely. But all he wants from us, family, is relationship. Then everything will fall into place. But see, we don't preach that, Minister Siron. It goes in reverse. So, I love to hear this. Now, Minister Siron, in what areas of the family's life they may feel stuck? How can we encourage the family of getting out of their funk and becoming what God has designed them? You have the floor. Brother, brother, brother. Here's here's one thing. We were created to glorify God. And all things that we do, it is not the other way around. Two, responsibility and owning up to it. When you mentioned earlier Adam and Eve and the fruit and the mandate, one of the things that, that came in that moment was and it was pleasing and good to her eyes and that's where a lot of people struggle at because it looks good sounds good and it feels good I'll read what it says in Genesis 3 verse 2 and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God hath said ye shall not eat of it Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat therein, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat, and the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked. And they sewed big leaves together and made themselves aprons. Still stuck in that moment. Man has never left that moment. And after that moment, when God talked to him, neither one of them owned up to their responsibility. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the serpent. The serpent laughed in their face. I mean, the scripture doesn't say he laughed in their face, but pretty much, they've been laughing all the sense. Each day, man is guided by that desire good and evil eyes were opened but even with open eyes people are still blind to the real facts the real facts are that we will always get it wrong when we don't follow God who always gets it right and it creates a funk if a person does not accept responsibility for their wrong I've never seen a person truly joyous who passes the buck who points the finger, who places the blame, 
And so many people want to be leaders when they forget each of us were created to be followers. Not of man, not of man's desires, not of man's limited knowledge and wisdom, but of God. His word was set in a place for us when Christ came. He came to set another example of faith and obedience, which was only met truly one other time. A lot of people, what you mean, Siron? One other time. Who else had that like that? Well, had Noah desired the things that other people desired and acted as other people acted, the human race would have ended in that generation. But his desires were to follow what God had in place. So through faith and obedience, he built the ark, it saved his family, and here we are today speaking about it. And each of us in ministry are as that ark. Through our faith and obedience and following God's word, we get to pull people out of the flood and into the ship of righteousness. Not because we are, but because God is. And people love to include everybody in a mess. Everybody in a mess. You know, the kicker might cause the whole football team to lose. But the whole team didn't perform poorly. He did. So in essence, though they did not get the required points to win, the actual loser was the one who didn't do their job. So in the end, everybody who was taught people wrong, you know, saved through tithes, prosperity, God wants you to be happy and give you everything you want. Um, in the end, God's not going to say it was the congregation that got it wrong. He's going to say it was you. Exactly. And you're going to have to deal with that loss all on your own. And that has created a funk in us, each of us, for so long. But it, isn't, it was not until I had to truly have my faith and love for God tested, did I realize there are really a whole lot of things that are being taught the wrong way. It's the right things, but it's the wrong way. We've held that discussion before. But honestly, tithes is not meant to save you. It's meant to show what kind of heart you have, as you just stated. A man who gives a million dollars out of a billion dollars didn't give anything. But a woman who gives a dime out of her dime gave everything. Yep. People are afraid to sacrifice their time, their emotions, even their education, as you stated earlier. The teachers no longer want to be taught. They feel like they've arrived. The teachers want to teach so much and be so profound that they can't even hear the simple things that bring about God's saving grace. You connect with God through music. I like music. I enjoy music because I know one of the ways he told us to praise him was through songs. Songs, hymns, new songs. Mine's through service. But I love serving God. I love stepping into some place and seeing somebody hungry. I got a Big Mac. They got a No Mac, and I give it to them. Because I can go home and eat. He's going to sleep on a park bench. To take that $20 to 
that I could have bought another Star Wars figure with and go buy a box of hand warmers and hand them to that guy that's standing out there with that sign asking for money. Brother, I don't got no money for you because I spent it on keeping your hands warm. Here you go. Service, brother, service. Oh, it's the greatest gift that, oh, other than time, service. The more we serve God with our time, the more time he gives us. Is it a guarantee? Absolutely not. Many people who love the Lord die young. Many people who can't stand him die old. But it's that service that's done that makes all the difference in the world. Back to you, brother. That's right. And this is going to bring another dynamic to what we're talking about as far as faking the funk. Now, that was just my thing, but of course we know let, let's go back for some of us, let's go to high, back to high school just for a minute. It, it was considered one of the biggest offenses to be told that you were a poser in high school. Think about it. Now, this would imply that you were trying to be someone that you weren't in an effort to impress others. Uh-oh. You going I'm going to get in trouble with this one. Think about it. We got a lot of that happening. We're 10 days in and it's still happening. We got a lot of posers in the building and we're trying to impress the leader. But we're supposed to be trying to impress the relationship with Christ first. I'm not here to be anybody's friend. I'm here to lead you to your own relationship. Now, I respect the fact that if you give to this ministry, we love it. But you don't hear us advertise it. And see, people that I speak with think that's dumb. You're supposed to allow people to and tell people to sow into your ministry. I don't believe that. Because if they really want to, they will. I shouldn't have to con you. I shouldn't have to do backflips. I shouldn't have to have pyro. I shouldn't have all this entertainment just for you to sow. But see, this is where we get stuck too, Minister Siron, because the people that are getting the tie and getting the people to watch them, the hundreds and thousands of people to watch, these folks aren't teaching anything. All they're telling them is that if you sow for this certain amount and you buy these sacred prayer cloths and all this stuff, the power isn't in the cloth. The power isn't in the oil. The power is in your relationship with God. See, this is what we've gone to, Minister Siron. We're trying to pump our own stuff. It all boils down to relationship, not the, the oils, not the symbolic stuff that we add to the anointing of God. Uh-oh. We have lost 20 people with that one, but it's the truth. Your power comes from your relationship, not the prayer cloth, not the oil. 
They are symbolic, yes, but the power comes from the relationship. Let me continue, because that's a whole nother that's a whole nother can of wax. Now, for example, if we're we're still in high school now, now if a guy claimed that he was a jock and even dressed like one, he had zero athletic skills, but he looked like he was a jock, he's a poser. Perhaps he wanted to the attention from the girls that being a jock could attract. But sadly, the posers aren't just found in high schools. There are some who have crept in today's church pretending to be a believer. So what exactly are fake believers? And how do we know when we see one? Uh-oh. We about to get cut off, Minister Siron. So, what is a fake believer? Now, here we go. And this is why we get stuck in the funk, Minister Siron, because we're trying to be somebody that we're not instead of being what God calls us to be. We're walking and imitating another anointing, so-called, and now we're stuck because we haven't gone nowhere. We gave. We've served. Now we're in the in the uh, the king's court. I mean, sorry, the pastor and first lady's court. We're able to go on vacation with the pastor and first lady. We're able to do all these nice things, but yet I'm stuck. This is why. Because... We bring our mind and imagination of someone who is a hypocrite. Uh Uh-oh. Although there are plenty of hypocritical believers, we need to break this term down in order to actually define what it means. Now, we know that the word fake suggests unauthenticity or counterfeit. Now, a believer is someone who has what? Accepted Jesus Christ as his or her Lord and Savior. This person is considered saved or born again because they have applied the principles found in Romans 10, verse 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be slaves. Underlining factors that differentiate believers from non-believers is what? I'll wait. It's the Holy Spirit that abides within us. According to Ephesians 1 and 13, and when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by what? Giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. A believer is a person who has what? By faith received and fully trusted in Christ as the only Savior from sin. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. That person becomes a what? New creation in Christ. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And the Holy Spirit comes into the what? Heart to dwell there forever. Here's some some cosine scriptures for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Romans chapter 8, verse 9 through 11. This new creation does not live like the old person once did as a slave to sin. Now, he is a slave to righteousness and sin no longer has a hold on him or her. Romans chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. Now, do believers still sin? The answer is yes, but they hate their sin and want to be rid of it. They don't live in the manner of inconsistency with their faith in Christ. Now, this is deep, Minister Siron, because we've been faking the funk on a nasty dunk for so long that we've got all the acting correct. All the cliches are intact. We know how to praise break. We know how to dress apart. We even know how to give, just like the church folks do. So all I got to do is rehearse the role just like an actor gets paid to act. We got a lot of preachers that got that are getting paid to preach professionally because they know how to speak it, articulate it, dress it, make it look nice and sound simple and give you goosebumps. But there is nothing there. There is no authenticity of a true relationship with God because it's true. As you become a believer, he, you are inherited the Holy Spirit, which in turn, it takes the love and the heart of a man and woman to be transformed by the renewing of their mind, not their thought process, not their degree, but their relationship is the key. You can catch a fake from a mile away by the way they speak. What do you mean? Well, if all they're talking about is blessings and overflow, and they're not trying to tell you how to be closer to God through your Holy Spirit that you inherited, then they're faking the funk. Uh-oh. We're going to get in trouble, Minister Siron. we talking about, we're saying that maybe most Preachers are fake. Well, that's not what I'm saying. It's this thing called discernment. This is another gift that you receive as you build your relationship with God. It's in the process of growth. Now, when you start your relationship, you automatically receive the Holy Ghost. Automatic. But at the end of the day, we go in and we realize that we have to have some authenticity to our relationship. 
But when we're so polluted with the fake stuff, how do we decipher what's real and what's fake? Well, this is where a lot of ministers that truly have the gift get stuck. Because the people that know how to say it, know how to dress it, know how to fluff it, they're getting all the support, but yet I'm over here struggling just to make ends meet, to keep things running, but yet this pastor over here has all the right things to say, and people are donating and, and sowing to this cat's ministry because he's going and tapping in to their emotions. He's taking their situations that they feel, that they're stuck, and he knows how to manipulate their emotions to the point that they give out an impulse. And that's why a lot of people get discouraged when they're constantly giving to these individuals and they're still stuck in the funk. Why? Because they knew how to stroke your ego and you never learned how to be stroked by Christ. You went by emotionalism instead of going to Jesus Christ first. I had to learn the hard way. I only go ham because I love you. I thank God for what he does. I don't have to prove anything except to my father, which is Jesus Christ. As long as he co-signs and as long as he keeps this ministry going without me uh, doing all this nonsense to manipulate you to give and he's doing it on his own, I continue to do what God said. So my question to you, Mr. Siron, and also we got uh, Pastor Nehemiah in the building. What's good? I know he just got on, but it's all good. But what is a fake believer? How can we know the difference? Pastor Nehemiah, we'll give you the floor first. And Mr. Siron, put the icing on the cake. Amen, amen. Uh, man, praise the Lord. It's good to hear you, uh, Pastor Newton. And, you know, uh, one way that we're able to really decipher between the truth and what's fake is that first we have to have the Spirit of God ourselves. The Bible tells us all that we have to be, we have to be workmen. You know, we have to be people who study the Word of God. You know, that way we can distinguish between right and wrong, between good and evil, to have a spirit of discernment. You have to have that Holy Spirit within you. And you must first have tasted of the Lord to see that he is good, to recognize how he conducts himself, how he carries himself. We must become people who learn who our Father is, and that way we can recognize if someone does not have the qualities of our Father or if they're faking the funk. You know, I've... me, I work as an electrician that enters into people's houses, random people every day. And I'm going to people's houses that, you know, what they're seeing on politics, they think that all American politicians are Christians. They think that if you hold a Bible in your hand, you're a Christian. These are people from other countries. Now, I know some people on this, this side, we know the truth that live in this country. Just because somebody holds a Bible in their hand, just because somebody can quote a scripture, that does not make them a believer, a saint of the Most High. If you are a saint of the Most High, you're going to do the works that Jesus told you to do. The Bible says faith without works 
is dead. That's one of the main ways you know if somebody is real. I should be able to see your actions. The Bible calls it fruit. I should be able to see the fruit that you bear. And from that fruit, I should be able to taste it and recognize, hey, that is a good fruit. That is a fruit that God has given me. I tasted this fruit already. I already know what an orange tastes like. It's no way you can hand me an apple and tell me it's an orange. You can't do it. Why? Because I've already tasted of the orange. I already know what it tastes like. So that's one way. And if you haven't first tasted of the Lord, you can't distinguish between the truth. So you have to stop being that person that just wants to listen to a word and get to read the word for yourself. Get to know God for yourself. Have that personal relationship that I'm pretty sure all the ministers on the line has already said that's what you have to do. You have to know Jesus for yourself. That's what I got, Pastor Newton. Amen. Mr. Siron, what's going on, man? What is a fake believer? Can we know the difference? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They want definitely a picture of who God is. But he isn't him. As, as we stated, it's a lot of around sitting in buildings and carrying Bibles talking about, uh, I love the Lord. Then when you get around, you find out it ain't so. Make excuses for poor behavior. That's something that a faith follower comes to do. We'll make excuses for poor behavior. Every time correction is needed for those who are going wrong, go there. Judge not least ye be judged. Oh, you gotta love everybody. You gotta make them feel good. You gotta be careful what you're saying, how you walk, because you might offend somebody. Well, Jesus Christ said that would happen when you told the truth. Jesus Christ told us that when we are walking that He laid for us, the world's gonna hate us. And we're not to conform to it. That people will not want to hear the truth. Or even see the truth. And there's so many people out there who speak in the lie so much that the truth has become the lie and the lie has become the truth. People's worldly desires have become the norm where God's desires become the back burner. Mm. Folks don't want to hear that God, in the end, will have a wrath for those don't really love him. Hear people say all the time, God loves you so much. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Without telling them, you better love him back. Because in the end, on judgment day, when you stand in front of him, it's not going to matter how much God loved you, but how much you love him. It's not going to matter how much God did for you, but how much you did for him. And it's not going to matter how many people made an excuse for you. It's going to be how much responsibility you took for yourself. And point out the truth And I may Hey A lot of folks They don't want to talk to me They shoot me to the side They want to silence me Because Yes I know that God Has the kind of love We can only aspire to But I also know Through scripture And through his word That he has Anger That will not Be satisfied through sin, 
It must be done through sacrifice. Christ gave that sacrifice. Our sacrifice is to follow Christ in his. I can't die for everybody, and my death ain't going to save nobody. So, it just ain't going to happen. But the things I do while I'm alive and following scripture is paramount. I've said it over and over and over again. Get into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read that. Get to understand that. The only thing people know Jesus Christ said about judgment is judge, not least ye be judged. And they don't even understand what that means. But he also says judge not by appearance, but judge by righteous judgment. We must. And then, so discernment, as you said, is important. A lot of folks got the spiritual jargon without the discernment. They got the spiritual look without the inside. Christ said, I see you clean the outside of the cup, but what'd you do for the inside? Folks don't want that. They, they really don't want to be pointed out, hey, this is where you can improve yourself. This is where God is, is feeding you. Purpose. Every man, woman, child's purpose is to glorify God with all your mind, with all your heart, and with all your soul. Loving God is glorifying him. Glorifying God is loving him. And that's the other way around. You know? Amen. Oh, now, one thing, Chris. Yes, okay, sir. Chris. I agree with you on what you say about tithe and reaching out to people for help. When people love you and love your ministry, they'll give as they're able to. And when they can't give financially, they help other people understand, hey, there's a ministry out there that you can listen to that can help you in what you're going through. And when they give, they give. When they love, they love. You don't guilt people into yep. helping the radio station. You don't tell folks, I got PayPal, I got Cash App, I got Vimo, I got this, I got that. Just send me $5 and I'll send you a mixed D with Cyron's favorite song on it. <laughs> you ain't doing all that, which is why when I've got it, I'm blessed to give it. One, I love you. I love your family. I love your ministry. And two, the ministry can't happen without some type of support. And so I support you as best I can, and I appreciate how you supported me and my family. That's right. And bless so that's what it's all about. Me, Oh, I don't think he heard you, Mrs. Sarah. Oh, I was, oh, blessings to you, brother. I've never had a chance to meet you, but it was good uh, to hear your, your words and the things that you, you're sharing with us. God bless you and your family. And I heard your God God bless you, man of God. Amen. Thank you, man of God. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you again. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm blessed, man, by everything that you've been saying. Uh, if I can just piggyback on that, Pastor Newton, what uh, the man of God yeah. was saying, uh, you know, clearly in the Bible, you know, God says it clearly for us. He says, and this by all, and this, this is how we know that we're disciples. And this is how everybody will be able to recognize that we're disciples is by the love that we have one towards another. And the, the issue in that, Pastor Newton, uh, is that, I'm learning that so many people 
truly don't know what love is. Exactly. And so they're unable to recognize love. You know, if someone did love, that's when people can give offerings. That's when they can, you know, not only tithe, but they'll want to give more than a tithe. You know, they'll want to bless you because they will see the need. They have that love to look at you as they'll consider themselves in that same position. If I started a ministry, would I want somebody to support me? So if I wanted somebody to support me, I should su- show support. You know, it's, it's just a thing to where I'm learning that so many people do not know the language of love. And that's because they truly don't know God. Because the Bible tells us clearly God is love. And if you have God in you speaking to you, you, you have to love. You, you want to do like the man of God just said. You want to read his word and know what he says. You want to know everything about God and not just see that God is one-sided. Yeah, God is this good God like the man of God said, but he also said that he's a God of wrath. We see that God gets hot. He gets angry. You know, we see that God gives you exactly what you're asking for. That's right. And, and the good thing about, this is what I love about what God does is that even through the message, I thank God that I have to go through it in order for me to give it. Because a lot of us get so caught up in preparation that you have to understand what it feels like to be in a funk. Because let the truth be told, running ministry, doing radio, it's exhausting. Just let's keep it real. It's costly. Let's keep it real. When, especially when you know that God is giving you a word and it ain't about you, it's about bringing people together. That's what this whole thing's about. It ain't about me. It's about bringing other men and women of God on one platform and be able to be free to be them instead of faking the funk. Because a lot of us are so caught up in traditionalism. Churchism, churchdom, all suit ties and speaking certain ways when we're in a certain church. And we can't be us. So we're faking the funk. So then when you come on a platform where there's no room for religious jargon and you don't have to be like that and you could be yourself, that's a problem. Oh, you're supposed to have some headship. Yeah, there is some headship. It's Jesus Christ. That's the head. And Jesus said, right, come as you are, right? I we mix that part up too. Come as you are, it's talking, it's talking about clothes. No, it's not talking about the clothes. Uh-oh, getting feedback. Some, some believers appear... You're angering the devil, brother. You're angering the devil. <laughs> yeah, that's Shaming fine. the devil. He's trying to shut you off his airways. I was just getting, I was getting some feedback. That's fine. I'm gonna keep going. Some believers appear to be fake because they are not really believers at all. Uh oh. They may profess to be followers of Christ when they really are still dead. In their trespasses in sin There's no transparency In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 And you have never been redeemed by 
Christ. They are living a what? Lie. They profess Jesus, but they really love sin, money, pride, arrogance, and no amount of professing to belong to Christ will change their behavior and the fact they prefer sin to holiness, they may also be deceived into thinking they are believers because of something they have done, such as recite a prayer, respond to an altar call, or being baptized. None of which truly changes, and here's the key, the heart has only Christ can. That's the issue. We talked about it earlier in the show. We have no relationship because we don't know how. We have no love anymore because we don't know how. Just Pastor Nehemiah pointed it out. We have no love. That's why we can't be authentic in our ministry. We can't have fruit in our ministry because we're so caught up on what it's supposed to be like or sound like or dress like and all this stuff that we lost our love. People are still hungry. People are still hungry, not only in the monetary, but in the word. We are all stuck in the funk because we don't want to be real with the fact that we never knew or learned how to have a real relationship in the first place. Uh-oh. Even the doctrine of theology will never admit that they didn't never know how to have a relationship. A lot of us were not taught that. And what the word of God brings to us is the blueprint, excuse me, blueprint of how to love again. It is giving up your own selfishness. That's the problem. We're all spoiled. We don't want to give it up because I'm gangster with it. I, I'm hard. I don't need you to tell me nothing. I am stuck in my ways, and that's that. Well, that's the problem. That's why we got a lot of fake Christians, because they got their own tradition of what they grew up with. But see, Jesus died that, to break the tradition. There's a reason why we have people with different anointings and gifts. If all of us were supposed to preach the same way, dress the same way, act the same way, that's exactly how it would have been. He broke the veil for a reason. He ripped it in two for a reason. But see, people don't see it that way. We're so caught up and confused that good work and good conversation for the soul can bring the believer or get you out of your funk. So let me go ahead and sow a seed. And it ain't about that. It's about true relationship, understanding how to love again, and converting a soul that has been broken to love again. That's the work. He wants our heart, not your wallet, not your Louis Vuitton, not your red bottom shoes, not your gators, not your degrees on your wall. He wants your heart. This whole thing 
about giving your heart. Your pride needs to go straight to the garbage and allow garbage to be just that. Keep it in there. Be open. It's okay. See, we've been taught to be so hard for so long, that's why we can only get it to a certain point in God. Been there, done that. We got so hard that we can't let God soften us. We run into people that are so hard that when we give them love, we feel some kind of way when they call us a certain certain way. But we're supposed to have unconditional love, even with our spouse, which is hard. I get it. She don't talk to me this way. She don't do this for me. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, you're the man. God is requiring us to stop faking the funk, be real with ourselves. It's okay to cry. It's okay to read a word. It's okay to pray over your wife, even though if she don't like your guts, still pray for her, still love on her. I guarantee you God will break that rough patch. All you need is a crack. But we have to be the men of the relationship, not only with our spouses, our families, but with God. We have to stand strong in spite of. And God will break that funk in your life, and you will become the funk. How? You will naturally, instinctively know what to do when you start feeling some kind of way. When someone comes to you and says you're not anointed, that's not what my daddy said. Your reaction will be different. You'll be able to cut without hurting their feelings. You'll be able to be like a fine surgeon, strike, and it'll be so painless, they won't even feel it. This is what we have to understand, family. It's a heart thing. It has nothing to do with anything else. Relationship, relationship, relationship. Let's get God our full attention as men of God. This world is designed to keep us distracted. Look at other preachers. Oh, they doing this. If I had done that, gentlemen, TPV wouldn't be on the air still. I can't look at what other men are doing. I can't be stuck in my funk because nobody wants to give. I got to trust in my relationship with God to do the impossible. And I continue to do that even in 2020. But you know what? Let me pump the brakes. We're running out of time. I'm done. So, Pastor Nehemiah, your final thoughts, Minister Siron, your final thoughts, and we're out of here. You have the floor, Pastor. Amen. Praise the Lord, Saints. You know, I love I love the, the passion and the zeal that Pastor Newton comes with, his dedication to the word. And just seeing that love, you know, is something when you see dedication, you can see love. And when you hear somebody speaking of Jesus, that alone should already capture our interest. Just to hear his name, because Jesus is my love too. You know, I in a class I teach, I teach some youth, and I would ask them, what does it mean to be a Jesus freak? You know, if someone called you a Jesus freak, would you be upset? 
And you know what? I, I can clearly say that I wouldn't be upset. You know, I know in that term we hear Jesus freak, we can look at it that that's a derogatory term. But for me, I don't care how anyone else would look at it. I love Jesus. And anyone who would speak on the name of Jesus would capture my attention. Now, from reading my word, I don't believe it's up to me to constantly watch somebody's actions because I know it's so much within myself that needs to be corrected. You know, I have to work out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Now, if I see a brother or somebody that's not doing what's right, but they're preaching Jesus, but it doesn't seem right, there's a way that we can go about that in love. We can come to one another. We can discuss one another. I can approach that person and tell them what they're doing. It's not a fact of judging, but I'm seeing a fruit. I'm seeing a tree, and I'm seeing certain fruit that come from that tree. Now, I would already know what I should already know what garden the tree is planted in by if the person mentioned the name of Jesus or not. We know there's many false prophets, false teachers out there, and that's where we have to get into this place where we actually are aware of what the Word of God says, that we can hear the Spirit telling us the real from the fake. We have to realize that Jesus says that he has other people from different folds that didn't walk with his group, that were a part of a different place, that come from a different area, but they still had the same shepherd. There's one shepherd. There's one body. When we see someone doing the works of the shepherd, that's when we can realize they are our brother. They are our sister. Let's pray for them. Let's esteem others more than we will esteem ourselves. Let's be considerate and understanding to the needs that they may have. Let's not just see somebody who's hungry and tell them we're going to pray for them. If you have food, share your food. If you have finances, share your finances. If God puts it in your heart, do it. And watch your blessing come. Watch God bless you. And believe that if God has given you something to do, a work, God will be the one that supplies all your needs according to his riches and glory. Have your faith and confidence rested on Jesus. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. God bless you, Pastor Newton. Bless you, sir. Mr. Siron. Your final thought. Jesus Christ is the blueprint of who each of us should seek to be. Many people seek to be everybody but him. They sound godly. It's not. Just like that person who played gangster. And he's not. A lot of folks dismiss a lot of what Jesus Christ says. When he says Depart from me, doer of iniquity. I never knew you. Even after they professed all the things they did for Christ, they say they did for Christ. It's real. He didn't miss words. He didn't play. And there's a lot of things that people take for granted. A lot of things that people say that people make okay. And as we're stating, each of us are different. Hands are hands, feet are feet, fingers are fingers, toes are toes, legs are legs. So we do operate differently according to that which we are, 
A foot can't be a hand and a leg can't be arm. But the body needs both to be whole. And some people are sitting around looking for passe instead of compassion. And sometimes compassion hurts. Sometimes helping a person really get to know the truth means they've got to take the time to look at the real truths. And then it hurts your feelings sometimes. When God opened up my eyes to my faith in the phone, it didn't feel good. And it shouldn't feel good. What you feel good is that God loved you enough to show you. And each of us has our own way of speaking. But when I hear people say, well, you know, I'm this way, I've been this way, I got to give it this way, and da-da-da. And then the next verse say, this boy say, well, Jesus Christ made me a new creature. Either you knew or you're not. Either you changed or you haven't. Either you're going to be or you're not. Either you follow Christ or you don't. There is no straddling the fence. And it's all been addressed in that bread. And when we pray for other people, remember, God is the one who answers prayers according to his will, not yours. And when we pray, know this. If I'm praying for you, Pastor Chris, that leaves room for you to pray for me. If you're praying for Pastor Nehemiah, that leaves him room to pray for me. And it's a big circle of prayer. But most Amen. people only know how to pray for themselves and what they want, their family, their friends. Well, the world um, don't need us as much as we think the world needs God. But if we look at it, Jesus Christ said himself, I pray not for the world, but those that are mine that are in it. I am an imitator of Christ. Plain and simple. Some people don't know it. Or, you know, they, 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 they don't want it that way. They, well, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. Well, I spent a lot of time studying, looking at who my Lord and Savior is because he is my leader. He is my king. He is my example. He is my Savior. And I want people to get to know him. I'm a little hard around the edges, but that don't mean if you need a hug, I won't give you one. That don't mean if you're hungry, I won't feed you. And if I hear you need a prayer, I bet you I pray with you instead of just for you. God bless you, Pastor Nehemiah. Bless you, Pastor Chris. Bless your families, listening families. God bless you all, too. God bless you. Yes, sir. God bless you. See, this is, see, time goes so fast when you're having fun. See, you know, I, I enjoy this because... It, it's, I'm not just talking to you, family. I'm talking to me. And this is what it's all about. Iron sharpened iron does not mean I stand on a pole put and whip you with a pole or whip you with a chain or whip you with a switch and telling you what you're not doing. The thing about it is to see the dynamic of being able to deliver the word and still be blessed by the word. That's the dynamic we all should be striving for. Because even if you're on a pulpit or you're able to preach to people, he's not, you're not just talking to them. You're talking to you. The word has to bless your life. And I can't help but go with ham and cheese that I get excited because I know what God has done in my life. And I know the principles that it takes for you to get just as excited. We've lost that. We've got so dignified, gentlemen. 
we don't get excited no more. We we were just oh God, we thank you even now of the heavens and the seven dimensions of thine. See, all this stuff. Like for what? Who are you impressing? Men. That's it. We have to have that joy again. This is what it talk this is what this series is about. We've been faking for far far too long. We need to get our joy back. We need to get our love back. We need to get our passion back. We need to get that song that ignites the passion. We need to at least take five to ten minutes of our time just to tap into that. This is what we're missing. So, family, I hope and pray that this series will bless you. And, again, I got to give a big up and shout out to the familiar. And I thank Pastor Nehemiah for coming on all the way from Cali. And, as always, I thank God for Minister Siron, Michigan in the building. So, again, family, it's all about connection. It's not about, I'm not talking about the million-dollar connections. I'm not talking about that nonsense. I'm talking about spiritual connections that will help each of us grow better, get better with God, and to be able to encourage and motivate each other in our respective places where we are, and we can become better men, husbands, fathers, whatever it is that God has us working with or working through. It's all about the relationship. It's all about love, and it's all about Jesus, period. If you let his blueprint be an active tool in your life, I guarantee you the things you thought you knew God will download something that will blow your mind. And I thank God every day that it ain't about Chris. I love everybody that comes on here. I love everybody that hates on us. I love everybody that don't. I love everybody that gives. I love everybody that don't. It doesn't matter. I do this for the love, not for the money and not for the prestige, but for the people of God to find Christ for real. Because I'm tired of us faking the fuck. All right. I'm done. So we will tune in next week for part three of this series. We're going to break it down even further about the fake, fake believer, faking the funk, being fake, all that stuff. So, family, I love you, and you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist's voice, when you see Pastor Nehemiah, when you see Minister, Minister Siron giving God the glory, and I'm losing my voice, and it's just in the nick of time. I love you, family. Be blessed. We'll see you next time. Love ya. TPV Radio, Central Texas.
Radio, Central Texas.